0: welcome to beauty uncut the podcast i'm shania i'm Kayla, and i'm in and we're here to bring
1: a new perspective to beauty welcome to season four Woo! we made it we've made it or have we have we well we made it to season four <laughs> <laughs> although it might not get released so maybe we haven't yeah. <laughs> made it. so if you're listening we've made it if you haven't we haven't yeah yeah
2: and we're recording this on a very special day for two reasons.
1: It's my birthday.
2: Is that's it?
1: Not. No, it's not.
2: <laughs> First reason. So it's July 1st today.
1: <gasps> new financial year. New financial year. New beginnings. I will be getting engaged in maybe one, two, three, four, five years time on this date.
2: Do you plan your life events by financial year as opposed to calendar year? Yeah, I do. It's <laughs> <laughs> interesting.
1: What, sorry, what was the importance of it?
2: Well, that's one. Oh. New financial year. Number two, APRA day. I'm calling it APRA day
1: the day of the doom doom of the day day of the dead What's that? <laughs> I'm adding that to your list
0: <laughs> what is it it's day a, of the doom 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 day? It a day of Dooms the dead day. Dooms oh day. doomsday. like you mix doomsday and day, day of, of the, the dead <laughs> oh you wait know. what did she say
2: day of the doom or or doom of the day
1: you know what could go either way it could I feel like people in our industry are freaking out. Yeah. I have never seen so many posts about the new ARPA regulations. I mean, we knew this was coming for about what, four or five months? Three. three. Okay. They officially then, released it three months ago. Well, no. we've had about a 12-month <laughs> gear up for it, <laughs> but three months, and all of a sudden, 30th of June, 1st of July, people are like scrambling. It's like what I can imagine if there was a zombie apocalypse in the apocalypse. <laughs>
2: zombie acropolis
1: (laughs) 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 oh my god a zombie apocalypse apocalypse outside where people are just running around like not knowing what to do that is what's happening on social media in the industry right now yeah
2: it's because a lot of the the new regulations and guidelines are all about advertising
1: i know but we did know about this for three months but that's okay but Not even three months,
0: like half of the stuff has been out for a while. I know, but now all of a sudden people are freaking out. Yeah. It's because
2: this Pe- is the first time people are actually reading, yeah, the, yeah. The guidelines. or actually,
1: you know, being aware that it's actually out mm. there. People are like, Oh my god, we can't write testimonials anymore, mm. like, share them. Like, no, we've, we've never been allowed to do that. <laughs> that's that's not that's a, not a new one, yeah. I mean, you just weren't doing the right thing, but I mean, it is very stressful, and I think because we've had a whole three months of dealing with our own stuff within, you know, the clinic that we work for. We were well, well, what I thought we were well prepared (laughs) in. And yeah, so should we talk about that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about it.
1: When we first found out, as you might know, I actually quit my job on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It actually stemmed from the ARPA regulations. I, when we saw them, I thought, oh my gosh, like we're doomed. Like we have no marketing. Like we're not allowed to do any marketing for the clinic. We're not allowed to – we have to remove all of the content that we had previously posted. We had spent tens and thousands of dollars on like photography and videography that we could no longer use. So it was such a huge financial, I feel, implication to the clinic from what we had spent but also for the future going forward. We didn't know if we would be able to Yeah, market and was, the
0: clinic. It was like after all that effort, you also felt like your job was redundant. Yeah.
1: I, I was like, well, there's no point in me working – in the industry like you know within the clinic being mm. social media and marketing when i could no longer do digital marketing like what was the point mm. i have now come to terms and i've calmed down a little bit and i've st- i i did quit my job and now i've taken that back a little so i'm still working so she, she, Thanks, thinks Ian. She, she
2: thinks she's still working here <laughs> <laughs> I, for the time being i
1: believe i still work at an but yeah i do i was very reactive and yeah. i was like oh my god like i'm gonna quit like that's it like, I have no, no, nothing else to do.
2: I feel like the reaction that you had back then is what people are having today. <laughs>
1: now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. mine was get And now I've come to terms with it. And now I'm actually really excited. Like, I understand the rules and regulations that they put in place. Like, it is to protect the patient. Do I agree with everything that they've said? No. Like, I don't agree with, you know, having the correct terms like mammoplasty or or auricularis. Or Orbicular. I, Orbicular, I'm sorry. So. <laughs> exactly. I don't even know what that is. So I don't know <laughs> if that's really educating a patient and making it, you know, it safe for patients. Treatment videos, that people love to see treatment videos. It makes them know what they're going in for a procedure. I read something recently and it was saying like cosmetic surgeon, surgery patients and injectable patients and skin patients are actually some of the most knowledgeable patients because they do so much research prior to coming. But I feel mm-hmm. like that's kind of being taken away from them.
2: Well, it's been assumed by whoever's making the the regulations that they are ill-informed because mm. they haven't either haven't done mm. any research or they haven't been given any information by the practitioner who will be operating on them. And mm. I think that's what the way of thinking is. I don't agree with it, but I think that's what it is.
1: Yeah. yeah. I just am coming – like I'm obviously not a healthcare professional, but if I'm reading the captions that you guys now have to put out, I'd be like so lost. There's so much text in those, ca- those captions now – I don't know what half those words mean. I also now can't see treatment videos and other patients sharing their experience, which I want to learn from. So I think it's kind of taking a little bit away, but I do agree with you know, clinical imaging. I do agree with like the correct lighting. We know we've -hmm. gone to many conferences before where people have before and afters and the lighting is so off and you're like, if that was in the same lighting, that wouldn't look as good. So I agree with a lot of it, Mm -hmm. but what are your thoughts on it?
2: Well, I want to talk about the, the terminology since you brought that up already in terms of talking about anatomical or, you know, orbicularis, talking about the medical term for things like mammoplasty. Again, as you say, patients don't know these terms. They don't use these terms. The only people who use them are the practitioners. So again, I understand why the regulators have brought that in because words or phrases like boob job, tummy tuck, they do trivialize and make the surgeries almost sound like a fun thing to have or like that they're not surgery. So the fact that they're making us use these medical terms makes them sound more serious. But again, no one knows what that is. Yeah. Mm. So it's sort of taking, I think it's, it's confusing people more than giving them the, the gravity that it should.
0: Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. I feel like our industry definitely needed to be regulated in some way or- another way but i feel like i agree that some things are like appropriate but i feel like some things they've just taken too far i think you know with the scientific terms and things like that it's like no one knows what that word means but then you know it's like we can just put in little brackets and say forehead or something instead of frontal like i mean next to frontalis but, yeah.
2: And I think after you know the initial guidelines came out and everyone was was panicking about it, then there were some clarifications that came through where they said, okay, you can use some of those terms, like you can say forehead as mm-hmm. well, but yeah. you also have to say frontalis. Yeah, can't make sure just you just say you forehead.
1: Yeah. But do you know what's annoying? Those people who run the social medias now have to go and edit all of the, all captions, all the captions. Oh my god, which takes so much time, but that's okay. Yeah, and which Kayla can relate to. So
2: how many times have you edited? our captions
1: because things keep coming out and things keep changing i think in the past month alone actually let's just go to yesterday i edited the captions twice like hundreds of captions twice over i think all lap i probably spent i'm not even joking amending things on social media at least 38 hours minimum wow yeah it's crazy it takes so long it does
2: 38 hours just yesterday
1: No, (laughs) no, just in my whole time of just like, you know, editing captions. Like, because you you have to remove comments now as well. You can't have emojis. You can't use like slang. You can't, you have to put, you know, the correct timelines in between photos. So, like, this photo was taken before, and then now this photo was taken two weeks after last treatment. Yeah, there's just a lot to do. But Mm. yeah, I don't know if that's for patient safety.
2: Do you know what's interesting and what I'd like to find out, and maybe you guys know? By speaking to patients or friends who have been patients, what do they think about it?
1: I actually don't think patients know a lot about it yet. I actually was speaking to a friend. She didn't even know you needed a doctor's referral Mm -hmm. to see a surgeon to have a breast augmentation. So I guess in our industry, we're obviously posting about it. We're talking about it, but it's not really general knowledge in my opinion.
0: Mm, I don't think many people know but I think
1: today I was everyone scrambling and posting on social media now we all know.
0: Yeah but I think actually many of my injectable patients they have been made aware whether that be through like an Instagram or TikTok video of someone talking about it and I know there's one video that went a bit viral and it was by someone who isn't in this industry and she was saying that it was all incorrect stuff. Yeah, it was all the wrong stuff because everyone was thinking that the cosmetic surgery guidelines relate to non surgical, so injectables, which some do, but there was just certain things that don't. And she was saying that injectable patients need doctor's referrals. And so I had a bunch of people who were messaging me and saying, Oh my gosh, Shania, like do I need a GP referral now to come and see you? And I was like, No, that's only for, you know, cosmetic surgery. So I feel like what you said before about the patients being well-informed and they research, like, they want to know what they need to do to get these Mm -hmm. treatments, but,
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting because on that note, the very first media push when the regulations came out, they reported that, that the GP referral was required for surgery and for injectables. And, you know, everyone was commenting about that. And then we got clarification via APRA However, the general public would not have because the media didn't correct that. And so that's what everyone was thinking this whole time.
1: But I've actually now been seeing a lot of comments on social media from patients saying that they feel like we're becoming a nanny state. They feel like their rights are being taken away. Like, why do I need to go into my GP and be like, hey, I want to get my boobs done. Can I give me a referral? Give me a referral. Yeah. Like they're like it's none of their business, or mm. they feel like their rights are being taken away from them.
2: Mm. Yeah, I think people have said that about Australia for a long time. That in general, this country is is more of a nanny state relative to other Western countries. Mm. But this, I feel, is just proving that or taking that just one step further.
1: Yeah, and things that I'm a little bit confused on is like the whole advertising thing is I feel like a little bit of a stretch. But if you want to make the industry safer. How about having correct training for people? Ie mm. to do injectables, you don't need any training?
2: No.
1: You could literally go and do a one-day course and that's fine. Like I used to work for a massive chain clinic and the nurses had never ever dissolved anything before, so they never did any demo dissolving tra- training. So if they got a vascular occlusion, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? How what, do you know what I mean? Like how how yeah. are they going to treat that? Am I going to be their first patient that they do a high lays on in a high stressful environment? So I feel like – And do they even
2: have high lays on hand? Exactly. You know?
1: yeah. Like I have heard of other clinics through patients of ours who actually said that they don't have high lays mm. in their clinic and we were like, oh, like that's, yeah. that's not great. So I feel like, you know, those are ways that you can make the industry safer by having correct trainings for people percent
2: And I've spoken with a lot of colleagues who say this is the next step is the injectable industry. That's really where there's a lot of uh, right, regulation yeah. that needs to happen. Yeah. You know, there's literally none.
0: In the kind of hospital nursing industry who want to jump over into cosmetics mm-hmm. because of the fact that, oh, I want to make extra money. And it's like, if that's the reason why you're going into it, Mm. please don't do it because you're the reason why I have to fix like so many lips or, you know what I mean? It's like there's people getting into the industry for the wrong reasons. And that's, I feel like what is bringing the industry down.
2: Yeah. The other trend that I've seen over the years Mm. is beauty therapists, you know, who are obviously interested in beauty and aesthetics doing nursing just so they can go into injectables. And I believe that in nursing, you don't have to do a hospital year after you graduate, do you? You just, No, you, can, you
0: have hospital terms, placements, but, but yeah. you don't need to work in the hospital. Like, to be honest, I didn't, yeah. but I had previous other training. So.
2: Yeah, but I think that's one of those things, like with medicine, you know, after you finish... Med school, you go to work in a hospital for a Mm. year before you get your general registration. So before that time, you actually can't go out and do anything. So you do have to do that one hospital year at least.
0: I actually like when people ask me for recommendations of how to get into the industry, I tell them, you know, go work in a hospital for a year Mm. or two or, you know, find some kind of clinical experience so that you have that behind you. Like if I could go back, to be honest, I would have loved to – Get into the hospital, but yeah, I totally agree.
2: But that's like the I think we've spoken about this before as well. The whole issue with you know how this all started was the so-called cow- cosmetic cowboys, and it was a lack of theater etiquette. Mm. So they weren't necessarily bad; they didn't necessarily have one hundred percent bad outcomes surgically, but it was how they behaved. And the manner in which they conducted themselves in the theater, theater. that was lacking.
1: I wanted to talk about also that I feel like there should be like, you know, a year long course that nurses do that have cosmetic injectable training as well as dermal training as well. Because a lot of nurses just do injectables and they forget Mm. about skin health and they forget about they just jump straight into injecting filler and tox when realistically you probably can do, you know, radiofrequency needling Mm -hmm. treatments that can get younger people those results without needing to push filler and tox in early patients like 18-year-olds.
2: Well, yeah, really what they need, there has to be a comprehensive cosmetic nursing curriculum, and I think that's Mm -hmm. what's lacking at the moment.
1: I wanted to jump back to the whole GP referral thing. One, I don't actually have a regular GP. Like I GP hop, so (laughs) I would just call a random GP being like, hey, can you give me a referral to see Mm -hmm. a cosmetic surgeon? Mm -hmm. So They don't even know my history anyway. But two, our GP system's already so overwhelmed. How do we think it's going to, you know, cope with like all of these girls wanting referrals or guys wanting referrals to cosmetic surgeons and plastic surgeons?
2: I think there's a few things that are going to happen. I spoke to my own personal GP about it and he said in his practice, there are quite a few GPs there. He said no one there is going to write a referral unless it's a regular patient of that practice and mm. not going to do wh- it for new patients.
1: What if you don't have a regular GP that you literally GP hop?
2: Well, then what's going to happen is either you'll you'll GP hop to someone randomly who does it, mm. or I feel like some GPs are going to be a little bit more entrepreneurial and start setting up telehealth. Yeah, uh,
1: that's what I was
2: going to say. A sort of like what they do now for the injectable prescribing. Do
1: you think that telehealth is potentially on its way out as well?
2: I do. Mm. Yeah. I do.
1: Yeah, I was going to say the
0: whole telehealth thing because it's so, I guess, more accessible. I say that with yeah. question, quotation marks. People are just going to be calling any doctor on telehealth and just getting that referral, which, I mean, I feel like the whole point of that was to get their medical history right. and conditions, blah, 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 so that the surgeon knows what they have. But
2: Which, again, I, I find... A little bit insulting because they're saying that we can't take a history.
0: Yeah, like as if you're not doing your job. But
2: also, on the on that the other side of that coin, when we do take a medical history, oftentimes the patients don't tell us things because they think it doesn't apply to this surgery, and so they'll withhold that.
1: But also, I withhold information from doctors all the time. Like I'm not going to go into my (laughs) medical history with my like with every doctor. Like I don't really have a medical history anyway. Like, and that's the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Thank you for proving the point. (laughs) All right, I'll take that.
1: I wonder if this is going to push people to start going back overseas for surgery. Because I feel like there was a point where everyone was going overseas for surgery and then we reined it back into Australian shores. And I feel like we're pushing people to go back and start getting Mm -hmm. overseas surgery done.
2: Yeah. I recently, as you know, attended the cosmetic surgery safety conference in Sydney And that was two days of essentially discussing all of these regulations. And that was the sentiment of a lot of people there was that because of all of this, it's becoming more difficult for Australian surgeons. Prices will then get pushed up. Insurances are higher. So, you know, that's going to be passed on to patients. And then they're going to go overseas. And then when they come back with issues, they're going to go through the public system, which is going to put more of a burden on the public system.
1: Mm -hmm. I've actually seen comments already being like, from patients being like, mm. I'll just go overseas. Yeah. Mm. And I, if I was a patient, I probably would too. I'm not going to lie. Like I, if I wasn't as educated as I am okay. now, you know, working for mm. a doctor, I probably would be like, oh, it's too hard. I'm going to go and get a doctor's referral. I'm not going to go and spend, do, have two mm. consults and then wait seven days and all of this when I could just go in and list in a overseas surgeon and just be like, okay, cool. All done. For a half price. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Yes, I actually would never go overseas, but like <laughs> ever, you know,
2: just <laughs> for the context of this conversation. yeah. yeah. Do I mean- you
1: guys
0: feel like anything's going to change, like from the guidelines that are out now?
1: Because Everyone there are keeps so many things saying kick-packs? that they think it's going to get less strict. I don't agree. I actually think that it's going to become stricter. And I feel like the like I've noticed a few surgeons on social media are kind of fighting back. And I feel like the more you fight, the angrier
2: the regulators. The regulators will get, yeah.
1: get. And mm-hmm. it's almost like they're gonna start punishing us all. It's <laughs> certainly like my little kids.
2: They're not gonna back down quickly. So I do think you're right that it's gonna get worse before it gets better in terms of how strict things are. Because also we know that the non-surgical guidelines are coming.
1: Yeah, they're not out they're not fully out yet. And
2: I think they're gonna be very strict also. I think after that it's gonna be a period of maybe six months and we'll see how everything is going before the discussions start happening as to Mm. whether or not we roll things back. The only thing that uh, we've been given any indication of they might relax or they feel maybe they should have thought a a bit more about is the GP referral. Mm.
1: I find this really unfair that basically it's blurred lines that if you're a healthcare professional, you can't do video montages with like music, like showcasing treatments of like, for example, a needling device. But if you're a beauty therapist clinic, you can. I just think if it's not a regulated device and anyone can do it, that it should be equal playing fields. Like if they can advertise it, then so can healthcare Mm. professionals. I don't agree with that. I found it very unfair Mm. and I also find it insulting.
2: It is double standard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So you have one clinic that's, you know, if they're both offering the same services but you're a nurse offering this service, this one, this clinic with a the beauty therapist can advertise and no shame to beauty therapist because I actually am one myself, but they can advertise and, you know.
0: Get themselves more out there. Out there get and, more, yeah, yeah, you
1: guys can't and yeah, I find that so really unfair. unfair. Anyways, <laughs> let's see what happens. <laughs> I'm actually feeling really good about it now. I've had three months to digest it all and I am ready. I feel like. I'm inspired. And like,
2: we're done right. I mean we've it's is it done? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: No. <laughs> I'm still feeling stressed. Yeah, but I feel like I was really stressed when you weren't and now I feel like I'm You were swapped. We've swapped. Yeah, <laughs> I'm feeling less stressed and more. Yeah. I think now I've changed my mindset and I feel like it's a new opportunity and a new creative opportunity for me.
0: Yeah, like I was speaking to one of the directors of Anego and I was talking about how I've recently been feeling a little bit uninspired, like less creative in my work. And I love being creative and having that aspect in my work. And so when I was speaking to her and telling her this, she was like, well, like use this as an opportunity to rethink the ways that you can be creative and take it and, you know, start making more educational videos, like use your knowledge to, you know, show people what you can provide them with. Sure. And so, like, what she said really, like, inspired me to be like, oh, yeah, I need to, like, change my mindset and not be too stressed about it but take that stress and, like, yeah. it, use it more creatively and think about new ways that I can start, you know, advertising,
1: Yeah, I, guess. I think that's the thing is, like, I feel like you need to get, like, all of your anger and frustration <laughs> out, <laughs> which is so hard for you because you're not an angry yeah. person. It's out. It's gone. <laughs> She's like, okay, it's gone. <laughs> and then I feel like... You'll turn a corner and yeah. you'll go, like, oh, my God, it's fine. Like, what was I yeah. stressing about? And then you'll find new ways like I did.
0: Yeah. But I feel like I'm also nervous about the new non-surgical guidelines that are coming out and what that's going to be like. And then we'll have to re-edit our captions again. All over again. <laughs> and then the
2: website. <laughs> and we're going to be having this conversation again. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah.
2: I, I think from the marketing side, though, as you say, the the focus is now narrower in terms of what we can do. And so within that space, we can still be creative, but we have to just stick within yeah. these yeah. narrow walls as opposed to having a bit more breath. Yeah.
1: And I think as well, this is like, I don't know where this fits in the conversation, but I feel like injectors, dermal therapists, we're all very creative people. So I feel like having that taken away is, I guess, It's hard. It's hard. And you're like, well, I got into this because I'm creative and I also want to help people and I want to make people feel, you know, happy and confident and all of the rest. But you're taking half of my, the fun of it away. Like Mm. I feel like half the fun of the job is obviously doing your job and being there for your patient, but also creating videos and creating content is Mm. also an aspect of the job.
2: That's right. And I think the way you do that shows people a side of your personality. Mm -hmm. And sure, it might convince them to go to see you, because they feel like they can relate to you and they like you. But that's just a part of of being human as well. Mm. You know, it's just even if you're not the best injector, but you relate to people, that's a strength.
1: Yeah, I agree. All right, well, since we're finished with the opera talk, let's... Chalk? chalk? Did I say chalk? chalk. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I cannot speak. Seriously. <laughs> Well, on the last episode, we did what I thought was our Korean snacks, but it was actually Japanese. Last night, we actually went to Korean barbecue and we picked up some snacks, but before we eat them on air, Ian, I got to tell you something. Okay. So I've never gone to Korean barbecue. Don't know what it is. I I do eat meat now, but like- Wait,
2: <laughs> did you not know there was meat? There?
1: No, I knew there was okay. meat. Okay. Korean barbecue. <laughs> I didn't know what I was expecting though. Shania finds a place and I'm like, cool, let's go. We get there. We're driving in. She goes, Oh, by the way, it had a lot of one star reviews. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So
0: I was Googling the place and like what's close. And this was number one, the closest. <laughs> number two, it was a buffet, like a Korean barbecue buffet, Red which flag. is not. No, it's like, gives you more like opportunities. <laughs> and for some reason, Google showed the one star reviews first. So that's because there must have been a lot of
2: one star reviews. <laughs> was that all there were?
0: <laughs> but like it was like when i actually read through them it, it was like general stuff it's like oh well if you like read the instructions yeah.
1: okay
2: how was it
0: anyways
1: keep going it was like i don't know i wanted more from it like yeah. i i wanted to have a piece of corn i don't know if that's like <laughs> <laughs> wait
2: were you at, at any point promised a piece of corn no, and i didn't just, get it or? i
1: just thought i was going to get a piece of corn there so So i left i left and i was like "Oh, i really wanted corn no i
0: told her i said no remember we were going down the stairs and you told me that you wanted corn and then i said well usually at a korean restaurant they have like this cheese corn thing where it's like melted cheese and like buttery like Mm. corn and it's so good but they didn't have they didn't
1: have anything like warmness it was all like salad stuff like it looked like i was going to sizzler and, but I cooked my own meat. <laughs> and, but like, so we got the, first of all, we got octopus. We're trying to fry this octopus on the thing. She bites <laughs> into it and it's raw. Like, the the plate wasn't heating up well enough. It wasn't oh. barbecuing. It was,
0: oh no, first, re- remember when we first put it on and you were trying to oh, take a video and it, it was too much? Oh, yeah, the like, fire like went on a like, fire.
1: Like, yeah, the, the fire was coming out.
2: Octopus is not something I would try to cook myself at a restaurant.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, we, we gathered <laughs> we that. <did. laughs> And then we had some meat, meals, like it was all right. And then we had some marinade one and that was good. Mm. I also had some fries, that was nice, but I don't know if that's Korean barbecue. Overall, I felt like it was an underwhelming experience, yeah. but I think it could be better. So we'll yeah, have to keep I trying. How I many, feel like So how
2: many stars from you?
1: One and a
0: half. <laughs> <laughs> not no, for me, I feel like it was a little bit disappointing too. Not
1: yeah. gonna lie. Yeah. And I've had Korean barbecue
2: before. So also yeah. one star?
1: The rice is also cold, and I don't like having hot meat with like lukewarm. It was hot. It was just because we got on a plate and it cooled Mm. down. Okay. Well, they should have had like heated rice cookies on the table. (laughs) Heated rice. Because then when I was (laughs) eating like the meat and then the rice, I could taste the cold rice on my tongue, and then the meat was warm, and I was like, "This is weird." I don't like that. I don't like. I feel like we can find somewhere better, but it's all right. Yeah. So if anyone knows of any good Korean Brisbane barbecue, Korean barbecue place, Brisbane barbecue. (laughs) Let us know. Yeah. But on that note, then we go downstairs. She sees the love of her life. It's Boja. Now, what is it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Boja cat. <laughs> so,
1: Boba. 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 Bubble tea. Bubble tea. Oh, my God. <laughs> she gets bubble tea. And then I'm like, oh, look at these snacks. And I go, are these Korean snacks? And he goes, yeah. And so now. We've he got, was really nice. He, was, they, he they gave was us a free couple. Stuff. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yep. That's Korean writing.
1: Mm-hmm. They're all Korean. That's Korean. Like, for reals.
2: Cool.
1: All right. What so we, we start got with five snacks. This was meant to be room temp. I mean, sorry, this was meant to be refrigerated, and it hasn't been refrigerated <laughs> for nearly 24 hours. Yeah. So I'm should we try it? All right, let's try it, I? Okay. You try it for... I don't think you're going to like it. I already know I'm not going <laughs> to like it. That smells like... That's cold. Oh, that smells okay. You bite into that. It's mochi. It's creme brulee boba milk tea mochi. I don't like that. I already know it. Bite it. I'm just... They gave us this caramel thing last night. Eat it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're not stalling. <laughs> look at her face. She's literally like <laughs> eat it while like, trying it to stop. <laughs> stop. Wait. Is it bad? No. You look like it's bad. Why is it furry? <laughs> not
0: right,
1: furry. Ew, that it's not Ew. That's tastes... not furry.
2: Is it because it's, um... it's supposed to be cold?
0: No, no, it's not. It doesn't. Oh my god, just putting it back into the bucket.
1: That tastes like a bad refrigerator. You know when you it's not bad. That is bad. It's not
0: bad. <laughs> Ew. It tastes like a large
1: It tastes furry. You know when you leave something in your fridge and there's like other so you don't um, eat it? Oops. No, it's it's not furry. It's the it's what the whatever powder they put on the... the outside, yeah. Well it tastes like something that you've left in your fridge. And there's like you're getting the smell of other foods into your thing. It's gone slightly mouldy. That's why it's furry. And now you're getting like multiple things <laughs> in your mouth. Anyway, right, I want this one. I need something good in my mouth.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Next we have Peppero. I know this is this is like good. a chocolate
1: pretzel stick.
2: It looks like pocky from yeah. the Japanese version.
0: Yeah, it's probably just the Korean version. You can just
2: like pass it around to everyone.
1: I don't want that. You don't? I don't like that chocolate. Why? It tastes like. Crazy Clark's chocolate. Like two dollar chocolate. Really cheap chocolate. I, I would eat it. I'm not gonna lie, I'd eat it if I was hungry. It's good. It's good. But it tastes like cheap chocolate, right?
0: Oh, we haven't rated it. I rated
1: the other one zero. I rated the other one three out of ten. Wait, out of five? Out of five.
0: Mm, one one out of five.
2: I feel unfair giving that one a rating because it was left out of the fish. yeah
1: Yeah, it's unfair. Mm.
2: But this one, the Pepero or Pepero, however you want to say I'd it. I'd
1: give it 2.5. I yeah. would say 4. I, I always want to five. give my ratings for you guys in case you think that I steal your rating score. I liked it. I
2: think I'm going to go 3.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. All right, what's <laughs> this one? This is called Cuttlefish. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Gonna be like the prawn. <laughs> <race>. I know. <laughs> I'm
1: like. I was like. Oh, this looks good. And then I like fish. Cool.
0: There was a prawn one, and we didn't get that one for the the fact that you guys didn't like the prawn one last time. It's prawn, isn't it? Oh my
1: god, it's octopus. <laughs> Whoa! I smell it's, it's it. It's probably cuttlefish. Yeah, it's I not smell
0: not it a rank. Okay, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> Is cuttlefish octopus? Very, I thought very they were related. gonna be yeah. different colors, but they're all the same color. Oh,
2: well that, that's, that's actually a, really yum. That's some false advertising. For anyone who's That's listening, good. the on the packet, they are different colors on the front, but inside,
0: they're all oh brown.
1: <laughs> Actually, really, that tastes like my childhood. Mm. Yeah,
0: it's good. I like these. You don't get a fishy taste at all. No, it smells like you would, but yeah, I give no. that a
1: three out of five.
0: I agree. Three
2: point five. Wow.
1: I love that. I mm. love it so much. Yet what it
2: better? only got a three.
1: Yeah, because I'm not going to give something a four. <laughs> What's but next?
0: Popping corn. What's popping? What's pooping? even its sound is delicious. So we got to go and get close to the mic with this one. I don't understand
1: why they've got English words on here. It smells like sweet corn. What's sweet corn? Is it's that like corn that, that you get sweet. out of a tin? Oh.
0: oh. It's a triangle and it's puffy.
2: It looks like another snack that I've had before. It looks like bugles from, from America. I don't know if you have them here.
1: Mmm. Mmm. Tastes like something I know. Doritos. Corn. <laughs> <laughs> don't hate it. Wouldn't like. I would eat it. Like I'd eat the whole packet if it was here. Mm. But I wouldn't go and buy it from the shops. I don't think. I'll go three out, three point five out of
0: five for that.
1: I'd go three point three. That's a three. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gummies. We actually had two packets of these, and then I had the entire packet because I was angry. <laughs> All
2: right, so we know what it's gonna be then. Oh, because you were angry No, no, no like she them. had the peach flavor. This is great. Oh, right. I can't. I could an
1: email, and they were like, I "haven't done something," and I was like, mm, "eating my peaches." The so, peaches were nice. Oh, that smells good. I'm
2: excited. Is it grape? That's like, large.
1: That's oh.
0: Nice? Oh my God. Oh my God, that smells amazing.
2: That smells like Dymatap.
0: Oh,
1: it's Dymatap.
2: Huh? Have you had Dimatap?
1: Isn't the that like medicine? a
2: medicine? But it's so good, it's the best tasting medicine.
1: Oh, that smells so that's good. That's yummy. That tastes like something I know. Mm. I feel like I've said this about every one of them. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. That is
1: good. That's a four.
2: That's wow. a 4.5 for me.
1: I agree. 4.5. That's really good. That's really yummy.
2: I'm also more of a gummy person than mm. a chip person. Mm. Anyway.
1: Oh, I love everything. That's why, I'm, mm. you know, look like this. <laughs> 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 anyway, should we wrap up the podcast? <laughs> What if people don't like to hear us giving us (laughs) our ratings on food and they're like, why is Beauty Uncut just started to take on Korean snacks?
0: And And spending our horizons. Yeah.
2: We'll find out. If you have
0: snacks that you'd like us to try live on out, please send them to us. Just send us
1: snacks.
2: Someone's going to send us a cuttlefish. (laughs) (laughs) Like a real cuttlefish.
1: (laughs) Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Make sure to follow us
0: on our socials. All the information will be in the description and don't forget to leave us a review and we'll see you in our next podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.